Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Speaking of Yamamoto, a couple of Yamamoto emails. Mike Christie writes, Evan, I'm listening to the pod right now, and I just had an epiphany. Maybe Uncle Steve said he hadn't heard from Otani's agent, so he could say to Yamamoto, quote, we don't want Otani, we want you. Pretty strong position to deal from, as well as having gone to Japan to meet with him and hosting him at Casa de Cohen. Maybe my tinfoil hat is on too tight on this one, but the rumors in Twitter are not helping. Mike. I like it, though. <laughs> I like it. He, gets, he, he said to Yamamoto, we didn't even want Otani. We didn't have any interest in Otani. Want to know why? Because our eyes are only for you. Speaking of Otani, Brian writes, I think if the Mets get Yamamoto, the number starts with a four. I think the only way the Mets get him over the Yankees or Dodgers is to blow him away with a number that makes both of those teams uncomfortable. I assume there will be an opt-out in the contract, so this very well could turn into a short-term high AAV deal. I think the Mets need to pay him more than the Yankees pay Cole to make them uncomfortable. I'm not 100% sure $400 million will make the Dodgers uncomfortable, but I think the both the Yankees and the Dodgers are expecting to pay $300 million at a minimum, so I don't think $350 will scare them away. I really want this guy. I hope we get him, but like you, I'm not confident at all. I do think you're going to have to be the highest bidder by a decent amount of money. So let's talk about contract. You said $400 million. Let's take a step back. Because Tiki tried to make this point when we talked about Yamamoto on the air on Wednesday, which was, are you really going to pay that kind of money for a guy you've never seen pitch? Are you really going to pay that kind of money for a guy who's five foot ten? Are you really going to pay that kind of money for a guy who doesn't have the track record that Blake Snell has put together? And the answer I gave to him is the same answer I'll give right now. Yes. And the reason the answer is yes is because you are paying for what you think he can continue to be that he started accomplishing in Japan. And you're doing it because he's 25 years old. And you're doing it because you think the best is yet to come. And you're doing it because guys coming over from Japan over the last decade have been successful. Keigawa was a long time ago. Let's keep that in mind. Hideki Arabu was a long time ago. So if anyone brings those names up, just remind them, 
Yeah, that was a long time ago, dude. So am I willing to go to $400 million? I am if I know the next highest bid is 320. Now, look, if if the offers are coming in the twos and the Mets offer 400, that seems a little absurd. But I do think the Mets are still in this position where they have to overpay to get guys. And so I'm okay with overpaying. And I do make this promise that as much as he may be overpaid on the surface, I'm willing as a fan to say, yes, you do that. And I assume you're the same way, Pete. If he ends up getting a 10-year, $400 million contract, would you say, got to do it? Or would you criticize the length and scope of a deal like that? Well, let's put it this way. If by making that move, it prevents a lot of other things from ever happening because we can't make multiple moves like that. We can't assign people to $200 million contracts anymore. It's just Yamamoto and that's it. Then yeah, you, you can't make that. But I don't believe that our owner and our you know new GM or, or baseball uh, president of baseball operations is going to, to get Yamamoto and that's it. I think they're going to go above and beyond once they can. I think Yamamoto's just the start. So I'm all for it. I mean, dude, if the guy, I'm not saying, if he wanted $500 million for 15 years, do it. I just want the guy on the team. He needs to be here. He needs to be a Met. Stop with the BS. Just get him here. Yeah, and I think there's this sense of when we were excited about Steve Cohen, it was that when he identified a free agent he wanted, he was, he was not going to be outbid. It was not going to let anybody or anything get in the way. That's why, at the minimum, the Mets have to have the highest bid. At the minimum. They don't get them with the highest bid. It's It'll suck. I guess we'll parse like how high the bid was. But we cannot hear any story that the Mets did not make the highest offer for. Him. This is honestly, and I'm not even joking, this should be the first contract that in the contract it comes with the we will, if you pitch this certain way, we'll retire your number by X date. We will have a statue of you in the, you know, at this level of the, the ballpark, you know, the first year you retire. We'll have all these moments for you. Like, we should, like, have all this fine print of everything we will do to kiss his freaking ass. <laughs> Are you confident right now, by the way? Like, if you no. had to guess right now, do you think the Mets end up with him? No, he's going to the Dodgers. That's what you're convinced of? Yes. Okay. Huh? It's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced it's the Dodgers or the Yankees. I don't know if I'm necessarily at, you know, it's definitely the Dodgers. But I, I unfortunately, I do kind of lean towards we're not getting him. I do agree with that. I I lost the email on this because I thought it was such a great question and I apologize but there was an email I had read and it was such a great question about would I be willing as a Met fan to have the Mets play more games internationally because it could help land a Yamamoto in the future a different obviously not him he's a free agent now but would I be willing in fact I found it Kendrick Madrone wrote it. So Kendrick, good job out of you. I think it's worth discussing on the podcast about the idea of the Mets becoming Japan's team. Would you give up three home games a year to get the inside track on Japanese players? 
Maybe the way to get guys to come to the East Coast is to get them. Make the youth of Japan become fans of our team by playing there each year. Do you think MLB would entertain this, similar to what the Jaguars have become for the NFL in Europe, of allowing the Mets to use three home games a year out in Japan? My thought would be to have a six-game series against a West Coast team in Japan. It could help turn the Japan into Met. It could help turn, I guess, Japanese fans into Met fans. We can sell free agents on the idea that once a season, they get to go back home for a week. Love the podcast, Kendrick. I got to tell you, I'm open to it. (laughs) I never thought I'd be willing to A, give up home games, and then B, want international games. Because when it comes to the NFL, I hate the international games. Like, I don't want the Jets playing in London. I don't want the Jets playing in Brazil. And I think a lot of it is selfish. I don't see there being any benefit. But what Kendrick laid out is a benefit. He laid out, go over to Japan every year. Sure, you got to watch a few games at 5 a.m. But if you want a kid to grow up and care about the New York Mets, maybe that'll help besides winning. Winning would help too. But the answer is yes, I'd be willing to do that. Well, here's the thing well, it's not that much of an inconvenience during a regular season, 162 games. Like, yeah, you're, it's a few games here and there that's that that you have to wake up really early if you really want to watch. We can always DVR it. But, like, the West Coast games are just as bad for us, too. So, it doesn't – to me, you play in freaking Mexico, play in Alaska – I, I don't I don't care as long as it's bringing attention to the game. And if you're going to tell me there's a benefit of us signing top level players from different you know parts of the of the of the of the world, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I, unfortunately, that idea it's a great idea. We wouldn't even see the benefit of for a decade. You know, that's not something like take Roki Sasaki, who's another young pitcher in Japan who wanted to get posted this year. His Japanese team didn't do it. Let's say five years from now, whenever he's eligible to become a true free agent, like that wouldn't help him come to the Mets. I guess the idea of playing a game in Japan every year, maybe, but that's minor. I don't think that would be the difference. I think what you're trying to do is change the youth. And that kind of thing takes a long time. That's not something that changes overnight. What it would do, though, is it would help with your playoff format. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you've never heard, by the way, I do have a playoff idea that I've been accused of being high when I created this idea. But instead of having a third wildcard team in the National League and the American League, that wildcard team would be a champion from Japan. And I would take a Japanese team and I'd put them in the Major League Baseball playoffs and just see what happens. It'd be a lot of fun. Travel issues, ah, don't worry about it. They'll play in the United States. Yeah, we'll tell them, sorry. Like, they would play the number one seed in each league. Okay, so the number one seed would already get that built-in advantage. I know they have a buy, so I guess it wouldn't work. The number three seed in each league, right? That first team that doesn't have a buy, they would play the Japanese team, and so all the games would be in their building, right? So it wouldn't have to be in Japan. And then as long as they keep advancing, they would be playing all the games in the United States. <laughs> that part may not be perfect, but I've always, I've always been drawn in by that. By the way, Every day for like the last six weeks, I had been checking the Mets schedule on the MLB app because they had not announced start times. And I found that interesting. Like, why, why have they not announced any start times? So while I was watching the New York Knicks just destroy the Brooklyn Nets in front of me, I needed like a five-minute break. 
you know, how often can you watch Mikael Bridges miss a shot? So I went on the MLB app and all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap, they're the start times. So is there any news from this? There's one piece of information that I would like to share with anyone who has not been checking the MLB app for start times. The New York Mets at home will play a grand total of zero Saturday night baseball games. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That may change with Fox, I admit. But last year, the Mets only played four o'clock games on Saturdays during the spring. And then come summertime, it was all seven o'clock games. Apparently, we didn't want that anymore. So when the Mets put that survey out at the end of the year that said, what start times do you prefer? Little did I know the answer was going to be, We don't want night games on Saturday. So I noticed that. Uh, It seems like there's less weekday afternoon games, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Actually, you know what? It seems like it's pretty much the same amount. But they do not play a Saturday night home game. First Saturday of the year against the Brewers, March 30th, 140. So not even 110, 140. April 13th, Saturday against the Royals, 140. Saturday, April 27th against the Cardinals, 4-10. Saturday, May 11th against the Braves, 4-10. Saturday, May 25th against the Giants, 140. Saturday, June 1st against Arizona, 4-10. Saturday, June 15th against San Diego, 4-10. Then it's 4-10 the rest of the way. So a lot of 4-10 games, couple of 140 games, zero seven o'clock games. Pete, you react. Do you like that? Um, yeah, I guess so for the weekend. Cause I feel like you want to do a lot of other things. Like I, I don't know if people want to go to the ballpark on Saturday night, you have a whole day. I think you want to be able to chill and you have other things you want to do. So go during the day. But on the other hand, people playing sports like the kids, I, I don't know how you're going to have, I, I, it's, it's a six dozen to one half dozen to the other. I, I it's not going to work out either way. Four o'clock, I guess is the best time. I think four o'clock is the worst time. Let me, let me lay this out for you. And I look, I think when it comes to start times, it's all about where you are in life. Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? If I was talking to 22 year old Evan, I wouldn't give a rat's ass. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. When's the game? I'm out. Obviously with kids, things are different. I think four o'clock games take up the entire day. Cause Mm. if you're going to go to a four o'clock game, you're probably leaving your home, depending on where you're living. Let's say two o'clock, right? Two, two, two o'clock, two 30, maybe earlier. The game is over at 637, which means you're not getting home till eight, nine o'clock. So the afternoon is kind of gone because you got to leave by two o'clock. 
and unite unless you're a party animal, that's pretty much gone too. When there were seven o'clock games, I looked at it as I got the whole day, whole day with my family, leave at five o'clock to go to the game. And then, yeah, the game ends at 10 o'clock at night. It's nighttime, whatever. So my first reaction this is just me. And obviously I'm in the minority because I would assume the Mets did polls on this. And that's how they came up with, we're not going to have any more Saturday night games. But my reaction was, eh, I don't love it. That's just me though. Now, the only thing is, unless there's concerts attached to some of those dates, like, I mean, are there, I know Green Day and Blink-182 are playing, but I'm assuming that's when they're not around. Yeah, usually those concerts are standalones and they're not attached to the Mets. Now, maybe they will have promotions that feature that, but not that I'm aware of. And then the other thing, too, is I I do want to know, do you have Sunday night games? Do you have a list of that at all, or that hasn't no, been put out yet? No, all the Sunday games are listed at 1 o'clock, but in fairness, ESPN has not picked out the games yet, so that's card subject to change. Same thing, by the way, with these Saturday games. Obviously, Fox, once the national schedule is divvied up, some of these start times will change. Same thing with Sunday night. ESPN hasn't announced it yet, so like I could guess, just looking at some of the teams they play, like I would bet May 12th, Sunday Mets Braves, that'll get flexed into a prime time. That that's one right off the top. Where I'd say that could get flexed in a prime time. They play him again July 28th, Mets Braves, that could be flexed. Uh Mets Phillies in late September, maybe. I guess it depends on how the season's going. But earlier than that, there's not a lot. Like Mets Giants, maybe. Mets Cardinals, maybe. Mets Royals, no way. Mets Brewers, probably not. Mets Diamondbacks, probably not. But it was good to see start times. I'm excited about that. It makes the season feel even realer that we're getting closer and closer. I mean, we are closer and closer to Christmas. We are closer and closer to New Year's. We are within 100 days of the start of the baseball season. So that part's very exciting. Now, let's lay out this Yamamoto instant reaction thing. Let's just have an open discussion about this. I am going, as I've said on the radio, maybe you don't listen to my radio show. You should, though. Two o'clock, me and Tiki, whatever. I'm going to Disney World. I've taken my family for Christmas to Disney World. Now, my beautiful wife also understands that I have a commitment to you guys and the Rico. So she was hoping that Yamamoto would sign by Wednesday. Now, by the way, we will have Rico Bronias throughout my vacation. We have recorded some very fun Ricos. I'll be the first to tell you. A lot of historical reflections, one of which is a great conversation about one-year wonders in Met history. A great conversation about what was the best season in Met history. So those will come your way throughout the holidays. But I promise you, whenever Yamamoto signs, whether it's the Mets or the Yankees or the Dodgers, we will, in as timely a fashion as we can, give you an instant reaction. For example, if Yamamoto signs Friday morning at 2 a.m. until Friday night at about 8 o'clock, I'm going to be driving to Florida. Easy podcast, Pete. I click the phone on, you hit record. We're doing a Rico while I'm driving to Florida. And by the way, that sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) I think my family would love it too. Hey, I'm at South of the Border. Let's talk Yamamoto. Hey, I'm passing Savannah. Let's talk Yamamoto. If he signs after that, which means over the weekend and then into next week, it will be after we're done with a theme park. So you'll probably have to wait from when the news falls out and is official to, I'd say, later that night. Because as Hoffman knows, Pete's a, a Disney expert. 
I'm going to do all the rides with the kids. I am not recording live from actual Disney World. Like, I can't do it from the teacups. I can't do that. That'd be wrong. That'd be dirty in so many ways. Not, not that that'd be wrong. It's impossible. You just The kids are going to pull you every di- different direction. There's no chance to stop when you're at a park. But listen, I've recorded now, I think, two or three different podcasts from Disney late night. That's fine. You'll Bang. have a lot of relax. The kids are going to be passed out. Yes. You'll have enough time by yourself. So I'm just warning everybody, whenever the Yamamoto news comes, we will give you an instant reaction. Just give us some time. <laughs> let, let me wear the kids out. And then, yes, we will record one. So we'll be giving that to you. It's something to look forward to after Yamamoto spurns us for the Yankees. I really, I, I cannot wait to find out where you are when you hear the news. Is it going to be on like, I'm on the Dumbo ride and you start <laughs> breaking down crying and Spence like, dad, what's going on? Why are you crying? Like, I'm, 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 I'm waiting to hear how this well, all breaks down for you. I, I'm leaning towards like, I'll have my phone on me, but I'm not going to check it very often. And so I don't think I'm going to know for a while. Now, I did tell Tiki he can call me to break the news. So let's say Yamamoto signs wherever. I'm probably not going to know for a while because I'm not going to be nosing my phone while I'm with my kids at Disney World. But I do have my phone in case I get a phone call. Like, I don't know. It's an emergency at home. And if I see Tiki calling me, I'll know he's going to break me the news. Except he's so douchey right now about not thinking Yamamoto's good that he would say, Hey, Evan, I got great news. And I'd be like, we got him. And he'll say, nope, you avoided that mess. Congratulations. (laughs) And that's not really how I want to hear it. (laughs) Listen, I love Tiki, but he's wrong. I understand that this is a whole huge, a lot of money for someone that we've never seen before. But these are the type of risks you need. And I'll tell you this much. I don't want to see, no offense to any of the Japanese players, I don't need to see a second fiddle. I don't need to go, oh, you know, we didn't get the number one guy. Let's go for the, the next rated guy. No, it's Yamamoto or we don't get anybody from Japan this year. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. You're not going to go no. after Shota Imanaga because you didn't get Yamamoto? What if he's good? Even if hold, he's not oh, as good. Oh, hold on. Let me just – it's nothing about nothing about their – nothing about the, 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 the players there, but just, just think about this. Matt Holiday, Jason Bay. No, I get you. That, that's what I'm thinking. We always go second fiddle. That doesn't work out. So let's, let's just temper our expectations. All right. All right. You can email us anytime you want. We'll get to them eventually. The Rico B at gmail.com. The Rico B at gmail.com. As soon as Yamamoto signs, you'll get a podcast. But definitely take a listen. Coming up around Christmas in the next edition of Rico, we talk about one hit wonders, one year wonders in Met history. So it's a fun conversation. Plus, we'll go through some of the greatest seasons in Met history. And obviously, we'll pop in whenever there is breaking news around the New York mess. Thank you for listening and downloading Rico Brody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.